Today's message has been brought to you by Faith Family Church in Billings, Montana. For more information, visit faithfamilybillings.com. Hallelujah. Father, we do. We just honor you. We bless you. We praise you right now, Lord. You reign, Lord. You reign over all. You reign over fear. You reign over uh, coronavirus. You reign over political disturbance. You reign over all these things that humanity yields to that they shouldn't. Father, we are trusting you. Lord, as even as you said in Psalms 91, I will say of the Lord, he is my refuge and my fortress. And then in verse 2, the last part, you say, my God, in him I will trust. So we declare with the psalmist, in you, Lord, we do trust. We trust you for the here and now. And we trust you for eternity. We trust you in our finance. We trust you in our body. We trust you with our children. We trust you with our family members. We trust you with our businesses. We trust you with our ministries. We trust you, Lord. Our trust is in you. Our identity is in you. Our identity is not in sports. It's not in uh, even in ministries. It's not in churches. It's not in any of these things, but it is in Christ. And we put our trust in you, Lord. Father, you said you'd never leave us nor forsake us, and you have not yet. Even in the midst of what's going on around us, Lord, you, you declared to us. Jesus yourself, you did. You said, in this life you'll have trouble, but be of good cheer. I have overcome the world. So we declare with a smile, Lord. We're of good cheer, and we declare, you've overcome the world. Father, you just didn't overcome it through Christ just for just for Jesus' sake, just to prove that Jesus is the Son of God, but we were represented in Christ as our substitute. We believe that. So that means we've overcome the world as well. So Lord, we bless you, we honor you, and praise you. And Lord, even right now, and maybe at home where you're at, uh, I don't know if anybody brought friends over or anything like that, or maybe family members. If maybe they're not feeling well, I don't know. I don't know what the situation is or they know somebody who's not. Let's just uh, lay hands on that person where you're at. We'll extend our faith from here. If you're watching and you are not feeling well, lay your hand on yourself. And we're just going to pray the prayer of faith right now. And the Lord will minister to you right where you're at. Or maybe you are feeling, you know, uh, overwhelmed in your emotion, your soul. You've allowed too much fear in there. We'll agree with you concerning that right now, and God will minister to you. Parents, maybe you have children that are feeling anxious. I don't know. I don't know what the situation is. Or maybe there was something in the body, uh, in a physical body, that was been there for a long time, has nothing to do with the coronavirus or anything like that. If that's the case, just lay your hand, if you're by yourself, right on that area of your own body. If it's your stomach, your stomach, your head, wherever it is. And let's just believe God right now. So, Father, as, as a minister of the gospel, Lord, according to your word, as the pastor of this church, Lord, that you've asked me to be an under-shepherd under you, Lord, I just extend my faith to, the, to your sheep, to your children, Lord. And I unite my faith with theirs right now concerning this situation. 
whether it be healing, whether it be emotional, physical or emotional, or, or maybe even it is a need financially, business-wise, all these things. We just come into agreement together according to Matthew eighteen nineteen. If any two of us agree is touching anything, it shall be done. So we come into agreement right now in the name of Jesus Christ. I declare to you, Satan, you are defeated. You have been stripped and brought to naught. The scripture says in Colossians that you have been disarmed, that you have been spoiled. And we just declare over you spoil in the name of Jesus Christ. Every one of your weapons, every one of your diseases, every one of your attacks against the body of Christ, you are spoiled in the name of Jesus. You will not prosper. Satan, you are fleeing. Your demons are fleeing right now in Jesus' name. Father God, we do. We submit to you and we resist you, devil. We just declare out of our own mouths, Father God, we love you and Satan, we hate you. And you are a liar and a deceiver and we drive you out of homes. We drive you out of minds. We drive you out of bodies. We drive you out out of businesses. We drive you out of circumstances. In the name of Jesus Christ, go and don't come back. We, we say with Jesus, you shut up and leave in the name of Jesus. And I just sense that, that healing anointing going, that delivering anointing going right now. Receive that into yourselves in Jesus' name. Amen. If you did uh, pray that prayer and you, you, you have a testimony, please share it with us on Facebook or go to the website and share it with us there if you contact us. And that would be great. Well, let's go to the Word. Thank you, worship team. We're going to go to the Word and... Uh, And uh, look to the scriptures this morning and continue in our series uh, that we've been in entitled The Secret Place. And I actually want to go to a place. I'm going to end up back at uh, back in James um, chapter one again today. But I want to go to first John, if you would, with me. I'll give you a second. Maybe you got to find your couch. I don't know. (laughs) Find your seat somewhere. Uh, But we're going to go to uh, first John in praying for you this morning. And I just need to say this. And, you know, I, uh, the Lord has been doing a work in me personally and continues to, which he should be in every believer. You know, in my spirit, I'm a brand new creation. But in my soul, um, I'm being changed from glory to glory. I'm being transformed. <laughs> so, um, as we talked about, according to Ephesians 3, uh, 19 that God is working in our or 16 that God is working in our innermost personality and um, and he's working in mine which I'm thankful for and many of you could could share the same thing but uh, you know as pastors um, I was telling a few of the workers around here that you know we miss seeing everybody you know hugging people and shaking their hand because it's family and, uh, you know, there's many passages that talk about this, but Paul has several that he shares where he said, uh, you know, we miss you. We love you. We're, we're praying for you. And we are praying. I'm literally praying for you daily. Um, nothing has, uh, has changed there. Um, it's, I wish to see the white of your eyes soon. So, uh, and be able to have contact with you guys again soon. Um, I may have to go out on the road here. I don't know, become a traveling preacher and go from house to house. Um, but uh, uh, just to be able to see you, I, you start to, 
I start to feel a little bit, and it's nowhere near what Paul went through in the early church, and we realize that. But you do, you feel that, uh, you know, where Paul would write letters, and he'd say, I rejoice to see your good order in the Spirit. And you know, even in prayer, as a pastor, I'm able to pray, and, and really, I don't know all the details of your life, but I know when something's wrong. Sometimes people don't realize that, but I do, I know. And you say, well, you may not always say anything. No, most of the time I don't, unless the Lord tells me to say something. Um, because, uh, for one, it's just not necessary because you're working it out with the Lord. And the main thing I need to do is pray about it. Um, the other is, um, you're growing, you're developing. And, uh, most situations you have to give room and mercy for people and grace for people to, to learn to hear from the Lord because you got to develop spiritually. So anyway, um, that being said over in, uh, first John chapter four. First John chapter four, praise the Lord. I want to, I was praying this morning and I felt like the Lord brought this scripture up to me and I want to read it. And I just want to, I want you to hear what's being said here. Um, because the Lord, I believe was saying something specific. One of the keys, you know, there, we live in this, uh, place of tension. Um, let's do this first. Let's just pray over the word. Father, we do. We thank you for your word. Lord, I thank you for your truth. Lord, we do. We just settle down right where we're at and we focus on you. We just tune out everything else going on around us, every other distraction, and we focus in on you right now and your word. Holy Spirit, you're our teacher. You lead us and guide us into all truth. You give us wisdom and understanding. I just yield myself to you, Lord, that you would speak from your scriptures and even speak prophetically through me today. Lord, according to your word and by your spirit, that your words are going to go forth and have healing in people's minds and hearts and deliverance, that they'll be strengthened. Lord, that they'll walk away from this or, or go away from this message feeling spiritually full in the name of Jesus. I just thank you for it in Jesus' name. Amen. Um, uh, there, there's a lot of voices that are, that are saying things right now. And we need to begin to, and we should be all along, depending on your growth process in the Lord. But I would just say this. We live in a balance between having understanding and knowledge. You know, people will, people will say, knowledge is good. And knowledge is good. But the motivation behind the knowledge is even more important. And we need to understand that. We need to um, be in that place where we're seeing, knowing, and understanding uh, where the Lord is coming from in the sense of what he's saying to us. And we also need to understand the motivation behind the knowledge. So I want to read this passage of scripture to you, and I want you to hear it. You know, I, I, I've looked through Facebook at times, and I've listened to the news and different things like that. And then I've listened to different ministers on some of the things that are going on right now in our nation. And the biggest thing is, is what is the motivation behind the information? What is the motivation behind the information? Look at stats, fine. Have understanding, good. But Psalms 91 is not conditional to stats, nor is it conditional to understanding in the natural or natural counsel. Psalms 91 is conditional on faith. 
The promises of God are yes and amen in him to those who are in Christ Jesus. It's a matter of being led by the Holy Spirit. And so sometimes believers don't realize it, but they're so naturally minded, you're actually in unbelief. You actually are, you've allowed fear to dominate you. And everybody has done this at some level or to some degree. So we need to be aware of that. This isn't about judging someone else. It's about allowing the word of God to judge you. And then you make adjustments. It's about allowing the word of God to come through the, the, the minister of God, whoever that may be, um, and allow it to sharpen, to strengthen you, to correct you, to instruct you, to rebuke you if need be, to encourage you, to do all of these things. And so you have to hear these words that are being read and you have to separate out, you know, the avenue that it's coming through and see what spirit is behind it. Because I don't, I'm just going to say this, okay? You know, we live in a day where um, some news outlets seem to be more trustworthy than others. And I would agree with that to a degree. But I will say this, Fox News is not the Bible, and it never will be. And people say, well, they play scriptural programs. Well, I know people that love, that they're born again. They love the Lord, but they don't believe whole sections of the Bible. They think God doesn't even, you know, it, he delivers if he wants to. That certain, there are whole groups that believe that God quit healing people when the apostles passed away. And so we have to discern, go back to the word of God and recognize the spirit, the motivation behind what's being said. So 1 John chapter 4, verse 1 says this, Beloved, do not believe every spirit. Now I'm going to add a word here, voice. Because spirits have voices. We're to, you know, you can, and people say, well, I don't, I don't necessarily physically, I haven't audibly heard God speak, but he has a voice and he's spoken within you. You know, sometimes people think, well, I've never heard the devil, but you've had a thought go across your mind that was weird. Well, it was just, it was demonic is what it was. And that's a spirit that you're not supposed to believe. So don't believe every spirit. He says, but test the spirits, test it. Go back to the word. Go back to your spirit and the Holy Spirit within you. Stay out of your natural mind and realize that the Holy Spirit lives on the inside of you. And hear, test what you're hearing. Test what you're hearing. Now, I'm just going to say this. We got to be careful about diving into too much of the political things of, of what are going on. Now, I understand there's political things going on. I don't think we should ignore them. I'm not saying that. But we've got to be careful. If you find yourself getting overly excitable concerning political things rather than the Word of God, then you'll want to maybe cut those things back a good distance. Cut it back. If everything that you're seeing, everything that you're feeding on, everything that's going on is coming through this and you feel this level of anxiety inside of you, then you need to cut it back. And people say, well, I have to look because I have to have the information. It's okay to have the information, but it would be better for you to be in faith and have the information than to just have the information. Because if you, even if you quarantine and clean and you, uh, you know, hire the best, you know, let's say you build a giant dome around your house and you have this, uh, 
uh, ecosystem that no germ can come in. If fear is in, it will kill you. Now, maybe not in a second, maybe not in two days, but eventually fear is the, is the virus that you need to be aware of and stop. Coronavirus is just a byproduct of sin. That's all it is. And God has the antidote, which is faith and love. And so we need to be aware of that. I, uh, we need to test the spirits and see whether they are of God, it says. Uh, continuing in verse 1, because many false prophets have gone out into the world. You know, right now, we're in the middle of a huge uh, uh, resurgent of the apostles and the prophets in the body of Christ. And I'm not against that. Those are true offices. The pastor, teacher, evangelist, the apostle, the prophet, they're all true. They're real. But how many times have you ever heard it taught recently, beware of many, uh, because many false prophets have gone out into the world? In other words, not everybody that calls himself as a pro- uh, that calls themselves a prophet and even has it on their business card is one. They are not all one. And people say, "Well, we should listen to the prophets so that we may prof- prosper." But what if you listen to a false one? Then what will you do? And I'm asking you a question: How will you know the difference? Because the difference, you don't know the difference by them telling you they're, they're false or right. You know the difference by the Holy Spirit within you and the Word of God within you. And you need to test those things. If so, I don't care who comes to you. They come to you and say, I'm a prophet. I've been you know, walking with the, Lord with, for, for the, with the Lord for 23, 4, 5, 6 years. And I prophesied over this person and got it right. And I prophesied over that person and got it right. And da-da-da-da-da-da-da. And all these things. Just be aware of the fact I'm not saying you shouldn't listen to them. I'm saying you better test what they say and make sure, take it to your prayer closet. You know, don't just, years ago they had issues with this and you say, why are you on this? Because I feel like I should be. Because there's a lot of information available on Facebook and on YouTube and on the internet, except for us. We're not available on YouTube right now because we got kicked off. So we're not sure why we're trying to figure that out. So we will get, I know our videos aren't working on the website right now, but we will get that back up and rolling here as soon as we uh, get an answer to that. But there's a lot of information available and we need to not just be, you know, I found this article, I'm going to throw it on. I found this, I'm going to throw it out there. I found this, I'm going to throw it out here. We need to be careful. Is the word of God actually going forth or is it just somebody who um, is still living in their mother's basement and has a podcast and a YouTube channel because anybody can and just saying random things that they piece together that they got from legitimate prophets maybe but compiled it all together and it makes absolutely no sense. And you say, well, they have a lot of followers. What does that have to do with anything? Test the prophets. See if they're real or not. And if they're not, I'm not saying you have to curse them. Just don't follow them. By this you know the Spirit of God. Every spirit that confesses that Jesus Christ has come in the flesh is of God. And every spirit that does not confess that Jesus Christ has come in the flesh is not of God. And this is the spirit of Antichrist. The spirit of Antichrist has been operating in the earth really since Adam and Eve sinned. But it has become more and more evident since Christ showed up. Because he had, uh, Satan had more solid evidence to come against as far as, as far as being against the anointed one and his anointing, Christ. Which you have heard was coming, 
Okay, the spirit of Antichrist, you heard it was coming, and is now already in the world. People say, well, is the, is the Antichrist in the world? Well, the spirit of Antichrist is, and it's going to operate until Christ returns. Verse 4, and this is something you need to declare. You are of God, little children, and have overcome them. Because he who is in you is greater than he who is in the world. They are of the world. Therefore, they speak as the, of the world, and the world hears them. If a person is a believer, but they're speaking as of the world, then you need to be aware of that. I'm not saying you don't love them. I'm not saying they're not your brother or sister in Christ. I'm saying you don't need to follow that spirit. You don't need to follow that lie. And people say, could a Christian speak the spirit of Antichrist? Yes, daily. It happens all over the world. They're not speaking out from the resurrection. Most likely, it's because of ignorance. It's not because of rebellion. Now, those that aren't even saved, why are you even upset that they're saying things they shouldn't? They're not even saved. They don't even know. You need to extend mercy to them. We are of God, John says in verse 6. He who knows God hears us. He who is not of God does not hear us. By this we know the spirit of truth and the spirit of error. Let's go back to verse 4 again. I want to look at this. You are of God, little children, and have over them because he who is in you is greater than he who is in the world. So spiritually speaking, you need to add that verse to your ammunition, your arrows, your weaponry. You need to polish the brass on those bullets of the scripture and add it into Psalms 91. You need to have your kids declare this. You need to declare it. You need to declare it over your kids, over your work, over your businesses, over yourself. You need to declare again and again, even uh, 2 Timothy 1.7, for God has not given us a spirit of fear, but of power, love, and a sound mind. You need to declare in the midst of fear, in the midst of worry, in the midst of feeling overwhelmed in your mind, you need to declare, my mind is sound. And then, if you are feeling overwhelmed, ask yourself the question, why? Why are you feeling overwhelmed? Is it because you've listened to every news channel for eight hours in a row because you're stuck inside your house? My God, go for a walk. (laughs) get out of your house, go pull a weed out of your garden, do something, sweep the walk, pray in the Holy Ghost while you're sweeping, do something, get over into other tongues and shut everything else off except for some good worship music, fill your house with the presence of God, let the spirit of COVID know you're not welcome here, clear the neighborhood, let the angels flap their wings and blow the disease off the planet. I mean, work in faith. Give God something to work with. Don't let your love grow cold. Pray for those in California. Pray for those in New York. People say, you know, and this is something I have to touch. You know, people will make the statement, you know, God's judging America. God is a judge, but he'll release to us whatever we we trust, we believe. See, I haven't been sowing sin. (laughs) People say, have you made a mistake? Well, sure, I've made a mistake, but I don't live a lifestyle of sin. So what's my harvest? Righteousness. I'm harvesting righteousness. People say, well, I've been sowing sin. Repent right now. Don't wait. Right where you're at. Especially you, if you're watching and you've known the Lord at one time and you walked away from him, you better get yourself back right away. Get yourself back. Otherwise, 
You are out in the devil's territory and the Lord has to let you harvest what you sow if you don't repent. He has to. He's a just judge. And people say, well, if he was good, he wouldn't do that. No, you're wrong. If he was bad, he would let evil just go and there would be no consequence. God is merciful. So evil has to be dealt with. That's because he's merciful. People say, well, if he really loved us. No, no, he really does. The question is not whether he loves us. The question is, will you love him? Will you repent if you don't? It will be costly to you and to those around you and to your families if you don't. So before this is all over, you could even do it now. You need to get on your knees and repent where you're at. Uh, I mean, you need to get right with the Lord and don't wait. And, and people say, well, are you preaching, you know, uh, God can go back any second. No, no, that's just the scripture. It's true. He could come back any second. That's just the truth. People say, well, that's fear. No, it's just the truth. If it puts fear in you, it's because fear's in you. It's not because the Lord, the truth of the word of God of Christ coming back does not put fear in me. I'm ready to go. In fact, the scripture says I'll look up and go, huh, it's you. Where others will hide behind rocks. I'm not hiding behind no rock. I'm just going. I don't need to. I'm in the rock. I don't need to hide behind one. Christ in me, the hope of glory. So. Be be aware of that. Be uh, 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 be in that place of knowing the Lord. Don't allow your mind to be overrun with the cobwebs of fear, doubt, and unbelief. Don't allow it. Clean it out. Wash it clean. Pray in the Spirit. Open your Bible. Declare scriptures. Fight the good fight of faith. Don't roll over like Heidi was saying. My wife was saying earlier. Don't just binge watch every program. Take time. And I keep hearing this over and over and over again. Pray in the Holy Spirit. Pray in other tongues. I, I can sense the Spirit of God within me saying, I've given you a way to pray that bypasses your understanding. It bypasses your mind. Pray in the Holy Ghost. I can see in my spirit right now. There are many of you that have been baptized in the Holy Spirit, and it's been weeks, months, and sometimes even years since you've prayed in other tongues. And it's, it's like I see this gift inside of you, but there's dust all over it. Dust that thing off and start praying in the Holy Ghost. Don't let the spirit of the enemy or condemnation hold you back. Pray, pray, pray. This thing in our nation, we are not going to go under. Stop believing that. Stop believing that line. People said, well, what if we lost our freedoms? What if we da-da-da-da-da? The worst thing we could lose is our faith and yield to fear. It isn't capitalism. That's not the worst thing we could lose. The worst thing we could lose is our faith. If we allow fear to operate, we empower the enemy. And as the church, there is no greater time than right now to be functioning as salt and light. America, it's you, you excuse me, you are blessed because the church is strong here. Because if it wasn't here, if we weren't here, and I know all you scientists and atheists think we're crazy, but I don't really care. I know where I'm going when I die. You don't. And so, uh, uh, and I tell you this in love, but strongly, you better repent. You better get right with the Lord. You better get your heart right because you're just, you're playing around with it, that doubt and unbelief. But you ought to be thanking every believer on this planet that we're here because if we weren't, this planet wouldn't be preserved very well because we are salt and light. 
And you better be thankful, too, that all of us, you think this, that's so arrogant. No, 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 it's scriptural. I'm not saying it because of me. I'm saying it because the maker of heaven and earth said it, and he said it about us. He's the one that made us this way. Arrogance is to look at the universe and go, there is no God. That's total arrogance. It's, it's foolishness. It's arrogance. And uh, you, you better be thinking, God, if you think it's dark on the earth now, wait till all the Christians are gone. Because you ain't seen nothing yet. Because if you're not born again, and the leaders of the people are not born again, there's only one other spirit to function in. And it's the spirit of Antichrist. And it will function. And it will produce mass death. It will produce... The devil hates every person on the planet, even the ones that worship him. He hates them. He wants to destroy you. And Christ came that you might have life and might have it more abundantly. Boy, I've been a lot of uh, outreach, outreach messages being shared through the live stream. So God must be spreading the gospel all over the place. Even from our small little reach here in Billings, Montana. We don't have a broad reach, but man, we'll reach as far as we can and swing that sickle as hard as we can to have a harvest. And so, and I know uh, you guys are being salt and light that are a part of the church where you're at. You know, I saw an article on the news from, I think it was the New York Times, basically bashing uh, evangelicals and uh, saying that, well, essentially, they did. I don't know that they worded it word for word, but basically saying that the spread of the coronavirus was because of the Christians. Uh, because we don't believe in science and, and we don't believe in all these things. No, no, we believe in science. We, don't, we just don't believe in uh, atheism. We don't believe in evolution. We understand that true science comes from the Lord. Um, I don't know if you've noticed, you atheists and evolutionists, I don't know if you've noticed what's on, uh, what the foundation of our medical uh, community is founded on. But last time I checked, it was Saint Somebody, which is the Christian group that has founded the medical community that we have today. You know, uh, Saint V's is what we have here in Billings. We have Deaconess. These are all, they all have a faith presence. And there's a reason why. It's because God and godliness is behind good, strong science. So that's all foolishness. And it's just the enemy's. You know, few last attempts to try to stop a massive move of God that's hitting our planet soon. And it's going to be wonderful, and I'm excited about it. Let's go to James 1, and we'll finish up there this morning. Praise God. James chapter 1, and I want to, we looked at this last week, we finished up here. Um, count it all joy. <laughs> Is where we're going. So I'm going to go to James chapter 1. Remember, test the spirits to see if they're of God. If you find yourself, you know, I, sometimes I, James is between Hebrews and 1 Peter, if you're wondering. Um, sometimes I find myself, these little things that the Lord will bring up within me. But if you find yourself uh, getting anxious, check your thoughts. If, if you're thinking on things you shouldn't. Go to your freezer. Now, I don't know you should make this a real habit unless you're really exercising in your quarantine. 
I know you've probably seen the memes and the pictures of quarantine day one, quarantine day 30, and the, you know, that shows a skinny cat and then a fat cat, you know, all that stuff's hilarious to me, but um, go get some ice cream and eat your ice cream and pray in the spirit, you know? Yeah, praise God. I mean, do something that you enjoy a little bit. Don't don't allow the fear. And and here in Billings, you can drive places. You can go outside and go for walks. Don't just sit inside your house and go, oh, we can't go outside. Yes, you can. You can go outside. You can walk around your neighborhood. You can go to the grocery store. You can do all these things. People are like, man, I'm going to get arrested. No, you're not going to get arrested. You're not. Even if you were doing something that you shouldn't be, that violated these rules, the thing that the cops are not going to try and... They're emptying the prisons for Pete's sake. You know what I mean? (laughs) They're not not trying to fill them up more. They're just going to tell you, hey, guys... Break it up, go home, whatever. So don't don't just intentionally break the law, but my goodness, get out. Spread out a little bit and relax. And don't allow fear to function. It seems like the theme that I keep having to come back to is don't allow fear to function in your life. And you need to be aware of that and don't allow that. So James chapter 1 and then uh, uh, verse number 1. Uh, sorry, verse. Yeah, I'm going to start in verse number 1. Um, I got to get down here in my notes. Sorry about this. Um, verse, okay, here it is right here. Count it all joy. Verse number one, James, a bondservant of God and of the Lord Jesus Christ, to the 12 tribes which are scattered abroad. Now keep that in mind. We're going to come back to that. My brethren, count it all joy when you fall into various trials. Knowing that the testing of your faith produces patience. But let patience have its perfect work that you may be perfect and complete, lacking nothing. Excuse me. If any of you lacks wisdom, let him ask of God who gives to all liberally and without reproach. And it will be given to him. But let him ask in faith with no doubting. And for he who doubts is like a wave of the sea driven and tossed by the wind. For let not that man suppose that he will receive anything from the Lord. He is a double-minded man, unstable in all his ways. So let's go back to the beginning. James, a bondservant of God and of the Lord Jesus Christ, to the twelve tribes which are scattered abroad. James begins his letter by discussing the relationship between the trials of current life and the Christian faith. He encourages believers to respond to trials with joy because the testing of their faith will Uh, Faith ultimately serves a positive purpose by increasing their endurance and maturity. This is something that we need to do as believers. We need to count it joy. Have you noticed that the news, even Fox News, does not encourage you to count it joy? It's because they're not Christian believers preaching the word. People say, well, there are some Christians on there. That's fine. But unless they're going back to the word, you need to cut it off. Go back to the Word. The Word is the one who provides. He, Jesus, is the one who provides the way of escape. And Jesus is telling you, He's telling me, count it all joy. Why? Because if you do in the midst of this trial, and notice it doesn't say that trials aren't going to happen. It says they are going to happen. If you count it joy, you will develop spiritually. 
Many times believers are frustrated with where they're at simply because they didn't do this verse. I know for me, I look at things sometimes, I think, why am I acting this way? And the Lord takes me back to these type of things. Sean, because you have not practiced, you have not put into practice what I told you to put into practice, not only what I told you, but what I empowered you to do, and that needs to be said, what I've empowered you to do in these situations, and that's why your soul is all over the place. Notice later on in verse 7 and 8, a double-minded man is unstable. In all his ways or her ways. If you feel unstable, double-mindedness. Two-souled is what it means. You got two things going on. You got a, a, a demonically influenced carnal mind operating. And you, you have a, a, the spirit of the Lord saying, hey, over here, over here, come this way. And you have to make a decision to shut that one off. And people say, well, that's irresponsible. Actually, it's just faith. And if you're saying as a believer, you're, if you're calling Jesus irresponsible, you might want to check your repentance level as a believer. Jesus is not irresponsible. I have a, um, an acquaintance of mine. We're, we're not, uh, uh, we don't know each other well. We know each other uh, in the sense of we went to Rama at the same time, and he is a missionary to China. And I look at his posts and different things. I think it's awesome. Former military guy, and he's over there doing a work for the Lord. And um, Anyway, he posted on Facebook the other day, and I just thought it was hilarious. He said, uh, people ask me all the time, you know, uh, how are you doing with the COVID-19 thing? Of course, he's in, you know, he functions overseas in China. And he just responds, well, I minister in leper colonies in China all the time, so this doesn't bother me a bit. And then right after that, he said, and that's when people usually back up from me. (laughs) So in other words, in other words, a perspective. So is this minister of the gospel irresponsible for going into leper colonies? Or does he understand what, what much of us in the church have forgotten? That our lives are not ours. They are Jesus's. You know, one thing about this current situation, if you're watching, it has shut down all sports. How many of you are dissatisfied because you can't go to a sporting event every weekend? The church has been ransacked by sports. It's been destroyed. It's not been destroyed, but it's been uh, crippled. And, and many in the body of Christ have malnutrition spiritually because they'll take themselves out of church for months at a time. For what? And now you don't have it. Oh, how quickly it can be taken away. And how dissatisfied do you feel? Because Paul never said, well, I'm in prison. I guess I'm just dissatisfied. Most of his words of encouragement, his, the major portions of scripture that we read for encouragement were written from a prison cell. So we know it wasn't circumstantial. And the reality is, and this is just the truth, and we need to each judge ourselves in this area. The reality is that most of the church in America, and even in the prosperity group, what they love the Lord for is their stuff. If you can't give it all away in the drop of a hat like the early church did, then it owns you to some degree. 
People say, well, the Lord's not leading me to give it all away. How do you know unless you pray? You say, are you telling me I should? No, I'm not telling you anything. Don't do anything that I'm telling you right now. If you think I'm prophesying, I'm not. I'm saying test your heart. Test your heart. If you're not willing to give up what the Lord has blessed you with and realize that he's given it to you. No, I heard a minister say this one time, and it's so true. In the natural, we live in houses, but in our hearts, we need to live in tents. In other words, we need to be like Abraham. We need to be able to say, pull up the tent pegs. We're going wherever God tells us to go. Where do you want us to go? What do you want us to do, Lord? And when we're in fellowship with him, it doesn't matter if the NBA, NFL, uh, MLB, NHL, um, the golf, whatever the golf things are, the masters, the, the pro golfers, the, I don't care if it's cricket you like, I don't care if it's, I don't care what sport it is. If they all shut down, I will never lose my joy because it was never in them in the first place. And chances are good for my football team since it's Seattle that we could not see them for a long time. Because they're they're one of the hotbeds for for this this coronavirus. Chances are good. You know what? I don't care. You say you've never you don't like a football game. Sure, I enjoy a football game. But you know what? Football is not Jesus. Football can't satisfy me. Football can't raise my kids. Football can't lead my kids in the direction they're supposed to go. Football can't do any of those. I don't care how many things they try to put in to make it like they're family oriented. No, they're not. They're making money. It's a business. Give me a break. Jesus is family oriented. He is the one who has the answer. The rest of the stuff, ah, it can come or go. You know, you know, sports and things like that, those things shutting down. It's gone now for now. You know, so what have you learned? What has come about in your life? What has risen to the top in your heart that needs to be dealt with? Go ahead and deal with those things now. So he encourages us so that endurance, if we count it joy right now, guys, when everything breaks, we're going to have another level of maturity that we haven't had before in Christ. And it'll be better. You'll, You'll feel more satisfied, more gratified by that than any amount of money or anything else you supposedly lost, which the Lord's going to bring back anyway for the believers. But anything that seemed like it was lost, it won't even feel like it if we grow spiritually. When we approach difficult situations with the attitude that they provide opportunities for spiritual growth and development, it gives us opportunity for joy. If we are not seeing the situations this way, then it shows that we do not have faith that God will see us through. It reveals a lack of faith. So Paul greets these tribes. You know what's interesting about this? And this is in verse, uh, the second half of verse 1. He greets those that are scattered abroad. Why is the church scattered abroad? It's scattered abroad because of persecution. James is writing a letter to a church that has just been dispersed by persecution. Guys, by persecution, our church here in America has never experienced And what does he tell them in the midst of that? Count it all joy. Count it joy. Count it joy. You know, one thing about not being able to run everywhere is you can go outside and see what color the grass is. 
You can go outside and see what color the trees and the leaves are. You can go outside and see what color the sky is. You can just sit in the sun and soak up some vitamin D. It's good for you. It builds immunity into your system. You know, all these things, it brings balance back to our lives. So count it all joy. Faith tests is tested in trials. That's what happens. Faith is tested in trials. The demonstration of joy, out of verse 2, as we see, the demonstration of joy and the development of patience and endurance are key to a successful Christian life. So we count it joy. What does count mean? It means to calculate or to conclude. The conclusion comes from the facts of the word. People say, well, you're telling me to count it joy, but it doesn't look like joy. I know that's because you're counting the problem. You're not counting. You're not calculating the word. You've got to calculate the promise in order to have the God joy. The God joy doesn't come from the problem and calculating the problem. The God joy, the sustaining joy, the joy that can satisfy you and you can feel at rest in the middle of a prison cell uh, can only be experienced and is only accomplished when you calculate the facts of the word of God. So while the enemy is telling the world and those that are uh, not in faith, uh, believers that are afraid that they're going to die, they're not going to make it, their whole family's going to die, uh, those, they're living in fear, they're under a burden, because why? They're concluding, they're calculating, they're adding up what the, st- the scientists are saying, they're adding up what the statistics are, and they're going, oh my God, I have a... 0.3% chance of getting this and they're living in fear when there's a 98% or whatever percent chance it'll never even touch you. They're living in all these kinds of fears that, that, that you wouldn't overcome even if it did. I know of a case here in Billings that I heard testimony about last night. The person overcame. They're fine. But you're not going to hear that on the news. You're going to hear, oh, they died, they died, they died, they died. What if every death was broadcast on the news. I think this has given the devil an idea. We need to shut that stuff down. And if if you are going to post the statistics, all the news media outlets, including our local ones, if you're going to share statistics on, on what went wrong, share all the ones that went right. Share all the ones that have overcome. Talk about Wuhan, China, where it has gone to almost nothing. Don't just sit there and try and put everybody into a panic because you want to control them with fear. You better repent too. You say, how can you say that? Because I stand on the authority of the word of God. I don't stand on my own authority. And I'm not speaking from my own self. I'm speaking from the word of God. And so when it comes to these things, and we need to count that we need to conclude the right thing. Trouble comes because of the word of God. Did you know that? Mark 4, 17. Persecution comes for the word's sake. It comes. And deliverance from trouble comes from the word of God. So we know that according to this. This is the application of God's promises. No one can make you do this. It is something you must do yourself. And it says count it joy. It it, it says all joy. Count it all joy. All means the entirety So I have to count every part of the quarantine joy? Yes, you do. And I think it's funny, you know, you've probably seen this and we're we're coming to the end here in just a few minutes as far as the service. But I think many of you have seen that video of the guy on there. It says uh, he's listening to this uh, 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 
PSA announcement, public service announcement, uh, you are now under quarantine. You have two options. Option A, you can be locked in your house with your, with your wife and kids. And then it says option B, and the guy interrupts and goes, B, B, I want B, I'll take B. <laughs> he doesn't even know what it is yet, you know. That's not counting it joy, okay. That's not what we're supposed to do. You know, it's okay if you need to spread out a little bit with the family, all take a walk through the neighborhood and go different directions. Just agree to come back together at a certain point so that you can come back together and breathe a little bit, pray in the spirit while you're walking separately so you can continue to count it all joy. But count it all joy. You say, how can you even make a joke, preacher? Because I've got hope and expectation that my God will take care of me and this church. I am not going to live in fear. And people say, well, what if you die? It's not a what if, brother or sister. It's a guarantee unless the Christ, unless Christ returns. You are going to die. Why do people even, why is it even a thought that they're not? Who lied to you? And we've said this before here, but I got to say it again. And you say, well, how can you not be afraid? Because I've been delivered from the fear of death and bondage. Because Christ has delivered me from it. I've been translated out of the kingdom of darkness into the kingdom of his dear son, the son of his love. You say, what happens when you die? I've never died before, but I've heard testimony. I'm going to throw my body off and go right to be with the Lord. That's what's going to happen. Well, how do you know that? I know it in my heart. Well, how do you know it scientifically? Don't even go there. Science knows so little, it's not even funny. They just like to pretend that they know something. They know a few things, but there's so much they don't know. There's so much they don't know. But the joy of the Lord is our strength. If, if we're going to come out of this the way we should, as believers, we need to act on the word. And if you don't act on the word, you're in trouble. You're in trouble. It's going to cost you. Your mind will, will be lost. And people say, how can you make jokes? How can you laugh? How can you this and that? Well, I've said it before. The leading cause of death is birth. It works every single time. There are nobody around from the 1400s today. Nobody. They, they're not here. They're gone. There's nobody around from the 1300s. There's nobody around from the 12th. They're not here. They're gone. They died. So where are you going to spend eternity? Well, I'm just going to go back to a pile of dirt. Well, if that's what you think, and you're hard against me and what I'm preaching, I'm not preaching myself, but Christ, then that's what you'll have. So... I can't stop you from that. Now, I will continue to pray for you. So don't, don't, don't ask, don't text me and tell me or message me on Facebook and tell me not to because it won't do any good because I'm still going to have compassion on you because the Lord does as well. So we need to count it joy entirely. We need to count it in its entirety. Only he who has joy can count it. The person pulls joy from the spirit and applies it to the situation. This person pulls joy from your spirit and applies it to the situation. This is a result of faith, which is based on what you know God has done for you in the past, his faithfulness, knowing he will do the same for you again. You know he will deliver you because of the promises of the word, not because of feelings or circumstances. You know, I lost money in the stock market thing. But I don't care because I passed the test. If the Lord, if even if the Lord, you know, this thing comes through, the Lord's watching my response to it. He doesn't even have to be the author of it. He's watching my response. And so what do I do when that happens? Ha, 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 ha. 
You say, what do you mean? I laugh at those things. Why? Well, the devil stole from me. No, 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 no. It's coming back sevenfold or greater. You cannot steal, Satan, what I've put in God's hands. No moth, no rust, no thief can go in and take it out. It is forever sealed in the vaults, in the treasuries, in the investment program of heaven. I'm not harvesting. Now, the harvest will come out of the earth in some way, but even if it doesn't, the harvest in heaven will be even greater. The obedience of faith is what God is looking for. I can count it all joy in the midst of these things because why? Because my faith is not in the S&P 500. It's not in mutual funds. It's not in IRAs. It's not in any of these things. It is in the Lord Jesus Christ. And He will do what He said He would do. And you, I tell you in the name of Jesus, you will see it manifest here and with these people because we are faith people. We are people of faith and God watches over his word to perform it. And people say, well, what if it gets worse? You don't understand faith if that's your thought process. I'm not concerned about worse. The worse the devil makes it, the bigger the miracle shows up. And that's what we're after. That's what we're believing for. And I'm, I'm right now, I just got to preaching a little bit. But to encourage you, be in faith, faith family. It's faith family church. Now we're, we're struggling with the family part right now a little bit, but it's just a hindrance of the enemy and this too shall pass and we will have that part back together. But one thing for sure, we can all, though we're separated distance right now, we can all come back together stronger in faith as having fellowshiped in the secret place, doing what? Counting it joy. And you will get through this, and so will your kids. And you parents of young kids, you'll see their grand, your grandkids. You'll see your kids go on and live and produce and, and have lives. You will be satisfied with long life. You will be satisfied. Don't, I am after fear today. Uh, I mean, we need to go after this thing with the spirit of the lion of the tribe of Judah. And not just me, but this the impartation of the word coming through me. Let it get in you. Go after this thing. I know uh, Marianne Rongholt, she was sharing with us some at her job. She's been able to share Psalms 91 with a few of her fellow employees and her boss. And they're sharing it. So even in the midst of this, what's happening? What the devil is meaning for evil, God's turning for good. I know there are testimonies, uh, John and Johnny and uh, Tracy Kanoski, but Johnny Kanoski, this is, this is like candy land for him. I mean, he, he goes out and lays hands on the sick anyway. So what? I mean, people are afraid. They'll take prayer. People say, what about social distancing? Well, do it undercover. Stand six feet away from them and speak over them. Use your faith. Believe God. Don't be afraid. Don't be afraid. God will provide. God will provide. I know I have a, a good friend of mine who, who's a brother in the Lord and a fellow minister, and uh, it's his birthday today, so happy birthday. But uh, he called me up to check in on me, see how I'm doing, see if I needed anything. He said, he, uh, he was telling me how in their area, you know, there's no beef. But this good friend of mine's a rancher. Do you know we're not going to run out of food? Come on, I know ranchers and farmers, and so do you, some of you know. 
We're not going to run out of food. People say, well, there's no beef in the, you know, in the freezers at the, at the or refrigerators and freezers at the grocery store. Yeah, but there's tons of turkey, chicken, pork chops. We are not in desperate situations here, guys. People are still picking what they want to eat. If it was the Great Depression, you'd be in a soup line and you wouldn't care what it was made out of as long as it gave you some sort of nutrition. I had a pastor friend tell me just recently, he said, when he was in Bible college, his family lived on a turkey a week because you can cook it and then you eat it for that meal and then you can make sandwiches out of it and then you can boil it down into a soup and then you can, I mean, you can eat that thing for a long time. We are not in that place. We are not in that place. Let us stand in faith and continue to move forward unafraid, unafraid. And I didn't get as far as I wanted to, but I trust that the Spirit of God ministered to you um, today and that He ministered in your heart. But I do want to do this. If you've never received Christ, I just want to pray right now and have you follow along with me, or you need to rededicate your life to Christ. I'm going to do this every time. I know that there are times where people pray this prayer with us, and they never tell us, and we want to know. The other thing is, is you need to tell you need to share it. You need to share it with us. You need to message us in, into us, and let us know, uh, either on Facebook, on Messenger, or at the website, which is faithfamilybuildings.com. We need to be, we need to know. And people say, well, I don't want to be, you need to be held accountable. And then not only that, you don't even, you need to give your life to the Lord, but then you need to become a part of a church. And I'm not talking about a social distancing church. I'm talking about a church where you come to church. And you say, well, we can't do that right now. I know, but there'll be a day here soon where we'll be opening back up. I would like it to be, and I'm, I am believe in God that we can do it Easter and that we have a huge blowout. And we're not, we don't have room for everybody. But, but even if that weren't the case, once these doors open up again, you need a church home. If you're watching in another state, you can watch with us or another city that's far away. You can watch with us, but you need a home church. You need a place where you fellowship with other believers and other people so your faith can be strengthened, where you serve, where you're a part of a family, where you're able to pray and be a blessing to others and share your faith with others and minister in a community of believers and then outside that community in your city. And so if you've never received Christ and you'd like to, I'm just going to pray with you right now. And I just ask you to join me, every head bowed, every eye closed. Um, if you're there, just go watching online, wherever you're at, bow your head and close your eyes and just say this after me. Just say, Father God, I come before you in the name of Jesus. I am a sinner. Uh, you are not my father yet, but I acknowledge that you love me and that your mercy and your compassion has been extended toward me, that the Holy Spirit has convinced me convicted me and convinced me of your goodness and my need for you. I know and have heard and believe that Jesus came from heaven, came to this earth in the flesh, died on the cross as my substitute, was buried, was raised from the dead on my behalf, and went to hell for me. I acknowledge that Jesus was my substitute, that he paid the price for my sin and that I might receive his righteousness or right standing before you, Father. And I believe I receive the spirit 
of resurrection right now into my heart. I take in Jesus as my Lord and my Savior. Holy Spirit, you make all things new within me. And I receive that right now. I believe that I have been translated out of the kingdom of darkness into the kingdom of the Son of Jesus Christ and His love. I'm a new creation. The Holy Spirit now lives in me. And I receive forgiveness of all sin, all rebellion. And I am now one with you, Father. I am your child. You are my Father. And I commit that you are my Savior and my Lord. And I will serve you all the days of my life. In Jesus' name, amen. And now I just want to pray this. Father, in the name of Jesus, I thank you that you have ministered to these. Lord, that you've ministered today uh, in homes for healing, for deliverance, for all these things. That you've done it by your spirit, that your angels are moving and operating, confirming the word and attending to it. I thank you, Lord, that you are moving in the midst of all of this and we are going to see great victory. Lord, we do. We count it joy. We count it all joy. For those that, Lord, that just gave their life to you, strengthen them, lead them. Lord, if they're in this area, uh, bring them to church, Lord. Remind them uh, and work with them. Strengthen them, Lord, to be able to, by your spirit, walk away from evil influences and those things that would hold them back and begin a whole new life with you in Jesus' name. Amen. Well, God bless you guys. Uh, We will be back here again uh, Wednesday night uh, for Bible study. So we continue to encourage you to have, as long as the 10 and under rule is in effect, we can have uh, watch parties in houses, but then also on your Facebooks um, to to spread the word out and and continue to spread it um, and get the word out. Um, We love you guys. We do miss you. It's easier when you're here, but God is faithful, God is good, and he's so gracious to us, and he'll continue to increase us and bless us, and we're so thankful for that. Heaven is not far away, even if we live another 50, 60, 70, 80, 90 years, heaven is not far away at all, and I really do believe we're going to see very mighty and wonderful things uh, coming to pass. If you do want to contact us, if you did give your life to the Lord, or rededicated your life, or want more information concerning the church, please message us. Go to the website, faithfamilybuildings.com, contact us. Go to Facebook on the Messenger, message us there, and uh, we will get back to you uh, this week. Um, So we just, we love you, we bless you, thank you so much, and we'll see you very soon. Don't forget also that Heidi's um, Women's Bible Study will be live uh, Saturday. So God bless you guys. Thank you for taking the time to listen today. If you would like more information about Faith Family Church, including service times and location, visit faithfamilybillings.com.